0: hey y'all this is Amy and this is Meg
1: and we're 1096 Crime Chicks so today we are going to do a very interesting story one that I was researching for a case that involved mental illness and I found this one and I thought it was really interesting
0: we had never even heard of it before like I've never heard of this guy I've never heard of this story at all but super interesting
1: yeah so do you want to get into it
0: sure so it. the guy in this case i guess the criminal if you will his name is billy milligan william milligan but he went by billy and billy was born in 1955 in miami beach and it was mom and dad dorothy and johnny but his last name is morris real dad's last name was
1: Right. Okay, so Dorothy, she grew up in Ohio, lived out on a farm in Lancaster, and she lived in Lancaster with her previous husband. They divorced, and then Dorothy moved to Miami, and that's, I believe, where she met Johnny Morrison, so... Yeah, Billy's dad, yeah. Right, and so they had two other children, a son named Jim in October of 53, and a daughter named Kathy Jo in December of 56.
0: So, Billy looks like the middle child. The right. Middle, the middle son. Dorothy was a singer. That's interesting. It is. She likes around and sang at night or something. So. <laughs> so, his dad, Johnny, apparently really struggled with fatherhood. So, he had a dad. I think that was depressed, and um, he was an alcoholic, so he clearly grew up in a tough situation. Gamble, drink, alcoholic, all of that. Um, he attempted suicide once and was unsuccessful, so Billy's mom found him slumped over on a table um, with some scotch and an empty bottle of sleeping pills. Um, that attempt was not successful, um, but then he was successful several months later. killed himself by carbon monoxide poisoning. So, that was in 59, so I guess
1: Billy was, like, four when his dad killed himself. Yeah, three or four. Yeah. And it's crazy because we read a book by Daniel Keyes called The Minds of Billy Milligan, and that's where we got some of the stuff and some online, but in the book, they said that he committed the suicide with carbon monoxide poisoning in a hotel parking lot. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. crazy. Yeah. So, after Johnny committed suicide, she and the children took off from Miami. They went to Lancaster, Ohio, and she remarried her first husband. That lasted about a year. And then she met a man in 1962 named Chalmer Milligan. I'm assuming we're saying that right. Chalmer
0: is a name I haven't heard before. Yeah.
1: Chalmer. Yeah. No. So, Chalmer's first wife, Bernice, she divorced him on quote-unquote grounds of gross neglect. He had a daughter Daughter named Chala?
0: Chala. I guess they named Chala after Chalmer. I guess. Which is funny. It's kind of like John Bennett being named after John Bennett. All these yeah. daughters being named after fathers. Crazy. Chola.
1: Yeah, so. Chala
0: makes me think like of bread. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I love Chala. I love Chala bread. Anyway.
1: So she was the same age as Billy, and then he had another daughter that was a nurse. And so, Dorothy and Chalmers married in Circleville, Ohio, in October of 63. And at this point, Billy is five years old, and they say that he had at least three personalities.
0: Yeah, they can already detect three personalities in Billy by age five. And how do they even, who detects that? Like, how do they, the doc, like, how do they know back then?
1: So, I think when reading the book, I think that nobody really knew until after. Kind
0: of retrospect. They right. look back and they say, yeah.
1: Right. And so, and we'll get into that, but they're, y'all are going to be kind of floored by this whole story, but, you know, they didn't, I think that once they realized what was going on, they were able to reflect and say, okay, oh, yeah, we saw this
0: emerge right. here. We saw this here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so whenever his mom, whenever Dorothy married Chalmer, I don't think Chalmer was much better of a father um, than his biological father. I don't think his growing up circumstances improved any than, um, than they were with his brother.
1: No. And I don't think that Chalmer really cared for the
0: kids. No, or even wanted to be a dad. Right. Yeah. I
1: know that he, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, kind of comes out later, but he would take Billy to a farm, to this, I guess it was a family farm, mm-hmm. and there are allegations of sexual abuse, yeah. there's allegations of physical abuse, 100% allegations of emotional abuse, yeah. and, you know, he would take him out there, so it was kind of like they were off by themselves, but he did, at one point, take Jim, Billy's brother, right. but Chalmer would make Jim go do something and keep Billy with so him. So he
0: could, yes. Right. So could abuse Billy. I wonder if, and this wasn't in the book, but I wonder if Billy's siblings, like, agree that all this happened, you know? I wonder if they're all like, oh yeah, he was horrible, he was abusive, or if they're like, yeah, Billy's kind of a liar. Uh, this yeah. didn't happen. I don't know. I'd be curious if his siblings, um, like, testified in any of his cases or anything. Right. No, I just wonder. Because I feel like, some, you know, sometimes when people are on the stand, they want to, you know, blame, blame, blame. And I wonder if it really looked as if he said it did or if maybe it looked a little bit different and that was sort of his way of... Right. I don't know. But
1: Billy had... he had a lot of issues even, like, at school. Yeah. And he would get bullied a lot, which, you know, obviously being bullied does not mean you go and commit horrible crimes. Right. But obviously, it's hard to get bullied. And I know when he was 16 it had gotten so bad. He tried to commit suicide himself. Yeah. He went up on the roof of the school and that was not successful, obviously. Um, we'll get more into that, but you know, I mean, he went through a lot at home and he went through a lot at school.
0: All that really reminds me when reading about those early years and all about it, all that really reminds me kind of of Ted Bundy. Yeah. So Bundy like had crazy, um, stepfather and got made fun of and got a lot of his early experiences remind me a lot of Ted Bundy. Yeah. So, that's interesting how these experiences as such a young child really does lead to this, like, psychopathy of grown adults.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, we're going to, I think, kind of move along and go towards his first set of crimes. Mm -hmm. So, he, in 1975, he was imprisoned at the Lebanon Correctional Institution in Ohio, and it was for armed robbery, I know. Yeah. Yeah. This would have
0: made him like 20, 1920. Right. Yeah.
1: And he spent a few years there, um I think about a year and a half, two years. Yeah. It wasn't very long that he was there. But then comes
0: But he at that time too, so when he was in prison then it was also for rape or at least they said it was for rape because he was required to register as a sex offender when he was released in 77. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then comes the big crime. Yes. That is kind of where we found this, or where I found this information. These are the
0: crimes that kind of made him infamous. Yes. yes. So he was released in early 77 from. That, that first imprisonment, and in October of 77, so he wasn't out long, and again, this just makes me think of Ted Bundy, just out for a little bit, you know, raped some girls out for a little bit, and offends again, I mean, that just reminds me of Ted Bundy. So in October 77, he was arrested for raping three women on the Ohio State University campus, mm-hmm. um, and just like liking these college girls, and I think you can fit in on a college campus, like.
1: So, so Bundy-ish. Yes. So Bundy. So yes.
0: Yes. So three separate women, which is also I don't know. That's a that's a lot. Like that's different. I mean, raping one woman clearly is is a crime and right. the other imprisonment. But I mean, three different women. Like he really to be that sneaky and to catch three different women and to rape three different women and to I, I don't know. He was he had to have been a smooth criminal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And the crazy thing is, especially from the book, all three women were able to... I guess maybe not all three. I know two of them and one of them came around. They were able to pick him out, like, from a lineup, pictures and in person. Yeah. But all three... Yes. But all three of them said that he acted a completely different way. It was all the same guy in each. Yes, looked
0: like the same guy. Right. Yes, they could pick him out of a lineup.
1: Right. But like one of them said that he was very nice and acted like a three-year-old little girl.
0: Right. Like, that's. Just, oh my gosh.
1: That would be so
0: Are creepy. You raped by a three-year-old little girl. I know. That is. That is something. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah. And he also, he used a gun during at least one of the rapes. And that, of course, is a violation of his parole. And when the police came to search his residence, which I think it was an apartment yeah. at the time, uh, okay. they were able to find these, these guns. So he was indicted on three counts of kidnapping, three counts. Oh, they also found fingerprints. Yes. 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 yes.
0: They found his fingerprints from one of the victim's cars. So that identified him, too. So he was identified by the guns, by the fingerprints, and all of them picked him out of a planet
1: right and then so you know once they researched it you know searched for all the evidence all this blah blah he was indicted on three counts of kidnapping three counts of aggravated robbery and four counts of rape yeah and the fourth count was weird because it wasn't one of these girls, of the it was... three girls at OSU. Right. Yeah. It was another girl that had gotten raped, but it was a completely different situation. And I believe that eventually they dropped that, that charge. That charge, the fourth charge. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: So they're preparing for his defense. He's arrested. He's arisen And um, they're preparing for his defense. And he undergoes a psychological examination by a man named Dr. Willis Driscoll. Um, and he diagnosed Billy with acute schizophrenia so I mean clearly this schizophrenia has I mean it's already it's been there it's not a new thing clearly it's been there since he was a small child but I think that Dr. Driscoll was the first one to ever probably put a name to it Mm -hmm. and um discover it and put a name to it so then he's examined by a psychologist in Ohio, um, in Dorothy Turner, and she concluded that he suffered from multiple personality disorder. Um, so he's got two things going for him: He's got multiple personalities, and then he's also a schizophrenic, so, I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine living with that, t- that much mental illness. I mean, no. I can't imagine, yeah, living in his head, must right. have a, and must have been a tough,
1: Right. And one thing that I know we talked about before we started recording, like, one of the things that really stuck out to me was, you know, the defense had already said, listen, there's something wrong with this guy. We need to get him, you know, examined. So they had Dr. Driscoll come in and then the pr- prosecution said, well, fine, we're going to have someone, you know, exactly. examine. Also, right, yeah, like and this is, yeah. Right. And this is like the top of the line, like they were saying in the book, that... Nothing gets past these people. Right. And Dorothy Turner, um, she just said, um, you, "Are you okay? Yeah. Okay." Dorothy Turner, um, after you know talking to him and everything, she called Judy Stevenson. She was one of the defense attorneys, and she said, "I'm not going to tell you anything other than if you have not read the book, Civil, you need to read it." Yeah. Which is crazy because I think that. The defenders, or the defense attorneys, Gary Schweikert, I Schweiger, think, yeah. and Judy Stevenson, they knew that he was insane at the time of the crime. Right. I don't think that they realized that he... To
0: what extent. Right. To, like, how insane he was. And I think they probably... They didn't want, but, I mean, I think the prosecution was hoping that Turner would um, would not... Um, find all of this. You know, they're hoping yeah. that Turner's like, no, he's just lying. He's a liar, and he's guilty, and blah, blah, blah. But Turner's actually like, sorry, guys. He actually is. Totally
1: insane. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, when Turner... Real quick, before us keep going, like, we're about to get down here, and I think if we talk a lot about what was in the book first, uh-huh. before uh-huh. we get... Do you think that's cool? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, so, Turner... She, you know, is saying, yeah, there's all these personalities. Judy Stevenson's like, holy cow, yeah. you know. We
0: didn't know there was this much. Right. And not. so
1: Dorothy Turner goes back to the jail and she's talking to Billy, Billy, I'm and, well, not to Billy, but she's talking to one of his personalities. Right. Oh, my gosh. And they are so yes, scared. Billy, but, yeah. Right. They're so scared. They don't want anyone to know what's going on. And she has to literally convince ten personalities that it's okay to bring Judy Stevenson in to meet these personalities. Right. Which is crazy. So it's
0: not... Yeah. So these attorneys going in... I mean, yes, they're talking to Billy in Billy form. Billy's body. Billy's whatever. I mean, they're meeting with Billy. But Billy himself did not... It's so hard to... Billy didn't commit the crime. I mean, yes, Billy committed the crimes technically, but they're not trying to talk to Billy. They're trying to talk to his personalities that committed the crime and find out.
1: Right. Um, so yeah, so they they found ten personalities. Um, and she yeah. also Dorothy Turner. You know, after she had told Judy Stevenson, you need to read Sybil, which I saw the movie before I read the book, and it was I the movie. it was great. Sally Field was Sybil, and it was it was a great movie. It was very insane like crazy but um she actually contacted the doctor that i guess um evaluated sybil and so that doctor came in and she evaluated billy and she was like the same
0: thing yeah i was like absolutely right so eventually oh yeah
1: eventually Everyone that was involved in the defense, everyone that was involved in the prosecution, all of the doctors involved.
0: All coming to the same conclusion.
1: Yes. And they all came in for a meeting with Billy and his personalities, Mm -hmm. and they were all able to meet these 10 personalities.
0: Oh, my gosh. And, you know, what's interesting in this, um, you know, because people said either he, you know, either Billy is this horribly convicted yeah. not convicted, this horribly convincing criminal who's really just lying and he's so convincing. He's the best liar of all time or he's this horribly conflicted, insane man and which one was he? But, you know, it's interesting. He didn't use this as his defense. He wasn't like, but y'all, I'm multiple personality. It wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. It was, right. it was so and so. You know, like he he wasn't the one trying to use it as his defense. He wasn't claiming it. It was all of these physicians, or yeah, physicians, but I mean, psychiatrists, but it was all of these doctors that were finding these personalities and saying, he's insane. He wasn't really, Billy himself wasn't really claiming insanity. Right. It was doctor after doctor after doctor, Mm -hmm. all coming to the same conclusion.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, So they did, they found these 10 personalities, and we'll go over the personalities um, here in a little bit, but... They found these, these impersonalities, and by this point, even the judge was convinced, and they kind of said, okay, you know, let's... We agree. He's
0: insane.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be a jury trial. Right. It's just going to be with the judge, and we're going
0: to, you know, he's he's legally insane. Right. And not safe to be on the streets. regardless. Correct. Regardless of, yeah, not right. safe to be on the streets. All right. So, at this point, Billy was sent to a series of different mental hospitals, you know, just state-run mental hospitals, um, and he said during this time that he received very little help, that these hospitals weren't really helping him, I'm sure, um, probably weren't medicating him properly and probably wasn't undergoing a lot. I feel like, from what he says, and again, it's just self-recorded from what he says, but I feel like he was probably... I don't know. They kind of just shoved him aside and put him in his room and, you know, didn't really deal with him or deal with the issues at hand. So right. anyway, he was in these state-run hospitals. Um, and again, there he reported having um, 10 personalities as well. And at that point, these 10 personalities were the only ones um, that were known.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy because at this point, I think he, Billy has been, quote, woken up. Yeah. So now he realizes that he has all these personalities. Yeah. Never once knew about them, and so at this point he's just as confused as everybody oh else. And imagine. why am I in prison? Why, or you know, in a hospital? But what in the world is going on? You know, it's I cannot imagine. No, no, it's just crazy to think about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So ten personalities at this point, but later on, an additional fourteen were discovered. Yeah. So a total of twenty-four. Yeah. Matt, I just don't even understand how a mind can retain that much information. How do you really retain twenty-four separate individuals in your head?
1: I don't know. And some of them, some of them, which I guess we're gonna maybe start kind of moving into those. But like one of them, his name is. I, in my head, was calling him Reagan. Oh. I don't, I, I don't really I'm know. I calling him
0: Reagan, but... Okay,
1: Reagan. I don't wanna... And I'm not even going to try his last, time. Not. <laughs> his last name. to Reagan and
0: B. His last name starts with
1: a B. Right. But he was Yugoslavian, and he had a Yugoslavian accent.
0: Yeah, he's a communist.
1: Yes, and he knew all kinds of things about guns and things that, if you had gone to talk to Billy, he would not know...
0: Any of that. How did he even right. know that? Yeah. Right. He didn't learn all that at school. Like, how do you really know that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just... It's insane. It's literally insane. Yeah.
0: He was literally insane. So, and Reagan was... I think the personality of Reagan, he was the... Um... Protector. Yes. The protector. And he, um... He's the one who committed the robberies, right? Right. Yes. Reagan was the robber. And then he has this personality. Um... A 19-year-old girl... Named Adelana. Is that how you put it That's how Adelana. I would it. Adelana. 19-year-old girl who's an attention-starred lesbian. So how did he even... I, I just don't even know. Like, yeah. I just don't even know. So it's this 19-year-old lesbian woman who was the rapist, who committed the three rapes. Right. Apparently Adelana craved affection and... Um, I guess if she was a lesbian, she's attracted to women. So, it's mm-hmm. very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was of Yeah. It was, yeah. Best. It was crazy. Was the,
1: yeah. So, let's move into the top... The top ten. we yeah. We'll move into the first 10? ten... Yeah. Um, personalities that the doctors were able to meet,
0: I guess. And these ten... There's the ten... And then there are the undesirables, right? Yes,
1: and that's really that's really interesting The remainder, too. yeah, right. So, Reagan is one of the first ten. Arthur um, was a British man, and he was into like medicine. He yeah. wanted to be a doctor, and he knew all kinds of things about. Medical terminology, yeah,
0: hematology. yeah, blood disorders. And, just just and how did he learn about all that? Where? And he spoke with an accent as well. He was this Brit who uh, is very sophisticated. Like, where could Billy have learned all of this? Right. Like, this communist yeah. enforcer, and then this sophisticated Brit. Like, right. Where and all these accents? Mm-hmm. Where did he? Where did? I mean, anyway. You yeah. Can, you can't
1: even. It's, it, it, it's really crazy. Yeah. And really, Reagan and Arthur were basically the quote-unquote in charge. Yeah. Arthur more so than Reagan. Um, Arthur
0: was sophisticated.
1: Very. Yes. And, I mean, they described when, when he changed personalities, which was insane. I mean, you could almost vision it in your head, like reading the book.
0: Yeah. Oh, how. Yeah. When Billy know, was changing personalities. When right. He, when he was going from, like. Arthur to there or whatever. Right. Yeah.
1: And every single one of them had different postures and Yes, know, they did say that. All is... of the
0: different personalities had different postures and that that uh watching Billy change from personality to personality, like he got very quiet and very, right. very uncomfortable um, as he changed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um Arthur, he like we said, he's extremely sophisticated. He's very educated, um, expert in science and medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what they call the quote, the spot. Mm-hmm. That's where each personality is. That's what personality you're getting right now, right. basically. right. Um, and so he would share the body a lot. He felt like he was the one in charge and he would... Determine whether or not a person was an undesirable, which is something that we kind of
0: told y'all. We would right. tell y'all about. Yeah. Arthur would make those decisions?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, Reagan. Do you want to talk about Reagan? Yeah. He was Reagan B. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: they described him as the keeper of hate. Um, so he was the he was the communist again, the communist enforcer, um, and then his name Reagan apparently comes from the words rage again. And he was, um, he was a rager, he was a man, mm-hmm. um, described himself as Yugoslavian, so he had a Slavic accent. I mean, where did Billy learn this? Reagan can write and speak in Serbian. Yeah. How, do you, how do you learn fluent Serbian? I have no idea. <laughs> he wasn't studying, But they didn't find tons of books in his apartment, you know, learning Serbian language, what's that? What's that thing called where you can learn other languages like now? You buy it and you learn like Spanish. Oh, Rosetta Stone? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, his apartment was not full of Rosetta Stone, Serbian. I mean, he wasn't, it's just, it's just like he knew it. It was just like he was born with the. which is clearly what they're, you know, what the defense is trying to convince everyone of, but he literally was born with these, personalities and the knowledge that went along with each of the personalities. So anyway, so Reagan um, can write and speak Serbian, very, very strong. Um, So again, we talked about the spot, but so he controls the spot um, in dangerous times and again, can, um, again, can designate um, personalities as undesirable, you know, bad desirables undesirable. So Reagan was the robber. Um, but he said he, when he committed robbery, it was just to support the family. Mm-hmm. He was just committing robbery for, um, I guess, for money, for the art, the items that were stolen or whatever. Um, but Reagan had no knowledge of the rapes. Reagan, he said, you know, he had no idea, um, of the rapes having occurred. He only knew about the, the, the robbery.
1: Was, right. Yeah. And one thing that I found very interesting um, in reading the book, when we were talking about how Billy attempted suicide when he was 16, trying to jump off right. the roof, Reagan took over, and that he's what stopped Billy from jumping. And insane. it said in the book that that was when Reagan and Arthur decided no more Billy. Like he's he's too
0: dangerous. Not dangerous. Oh, dangerous dangerous yeah, to himself. Yeah, I knew that Billy I guess could have killed him. Right. It's
1: crazy. So it was
0: Billy trying to kill himself, right? Correct. It was actually Billy who yes. did not want to live any longer. Right. It wasn't any of these personalities. Right. It was Billy himself that I'm sure felt conflicted and didn't understand why he was how he was. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So then we have Alan and he's a con man and a manipulator He's the most common person to people out in the real world. Yes. The one who would talk to people. Um, He plays the drums and he paints portraits. And apparently, his paintings were uh, amazing. amazing. Uh,
0: We need to put some of these paintings on Facebook. Because, I mean, they're unreal. Yes. Unreal.
1: Right. And um, he was the only, out of the 24, he was the only right-handed. Which is... I know. 23 left-handed right. personalities. Right. And he's also the only personality that smokes cigarettes. Okay. So, again, I wonder how they, I mean, I can only imagine. When Billy is
0: smoking, you know that that's Alan. <laughs> yeah. Like that's... Right. So... But or then, when they see Billy using his right hand, they're like, oh, he's Alan now.
1: Right. That's so weird. But then, I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, I don't remember reading anything specifically when Alan changed... But there were some times when the personality would change, and the new personality like, Where in the world am I, and what in the world am I doing? Yeah. Like, completely confused. They've yeah. been gone for Oblivious five days, day. or, yeah. you oh know. Oh my
0: gosh. Yes. Imagine living in that brain. I know. So, Alan, I mean, I think Alan was, I mean, he was a very talented, obviously, um, artist, but he seems to be more, not simple, but. He's a little more simple than Reagan or Arthur Arthur. But, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more of, like we said, more of the common man. Just the uh, plays drums, smokes, and paints amazing portraits. Yes. What? How did he learn to paint amazing portraits? <laughs> How did Billy learn Serbian, paint amazing portraits? He clearly was, bi- what do you call it when you can use both hands? Oh,
1: I don't remember. You know? Buy bi- bi- something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he can use both hands equally well, clearly, because Alan paints right-handed, and all the rest of them are left-handed. It's gonna drive me crazy. What it's called to use both hands, anyway?
1: But he's not the only one that's an artist, too, which is right, really, kind of cool. Right. So. Okay.
0: Alan, Tommy. He's also got. Did Billy name these personalities? I
1: don't think so. I, I don't really know I don't where they really came from. I don't really
0: either. The names all come up, but who really named them? Who decided one was Reagan Vadaskanovich? And that one was, I mean, who, who picked these names? Way to go trying that <laughs> name. Whoever picked, well, no. Reagan V. Uh, Tommy, another personality, Tommy. He's an escape artist. Uh, and he's often confused with Alan, so he must have been another one of the more common mm-hmm. men um, to be confused with Alan. But he oh, and some, just another skill that Billy Milligan picked up—he plays the tenor sax. Mm-hmm. So, so not only can Billy speak Serbian, knows a lot about medicine, um, paints portraits, but he also plays the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tommy is an electronics expert, which. What, what what in the world? He's an electronics <laughs> expert. He's a medical expert, not not uh, not Tommy. Tommy's not a medical expert. That was Arthur. no Arthur. Yes. Ar- okay. Arthur was all. Oh yeah, the hematologist. He uh, had a focus on hematology. Anyway, so uh, so Tommy he is also a painter, um, but he he painted landscapes, not portraits yes. like happens so.
1: One thing that I thought was really interesting about Tommy, I think he was probably the most interesting to me Mm -hmm. when reading about it because Uh there was one part in the book where they talked about, you know, originally bringing Billy to jail. Right. And they had him in a straight jacket Mm -hmm. in like a solitary room. Right. And the guards are walking by and they look in the room and he is using the straitjacket as a pillow. He had gotten out. Out of,
0: yeah. Yes. He escaped. Yeah. Tommy's an escape artist. Right. Yeah.
1: And the sergeant there at the jail finally, you know, before he left, was like, listen, I want to know how you do it. And yeah. he did show yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's They're crazy. are so Yeah. So, Danny is another. He is afraid of people, especially men, which makes me wonder if it has to do with Chalmer, which I think yeah. is... With Right next.
0: <laughs> yeah, with
1: the different dads he grew up with. Yeah. Um, he only par- paints still lifes and never paints landscapes. And he said that is because he only paints still lifes because Chalmer made him dig his own grave and buried him in it. That's insane. Yes. Yeah. So, Danny is probably afraid of men because sure. of Chalmer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And maybe because of his biological dad, too. Who killed yeah. Because he apparently hated being a dad, too. So... I mean, yeah, poor Billy. Yeah, poor Billy. Um, another one, David. David's eight years old, so he also is still a child in some yeah. respects. Like, well, David clearly is a child in all respects, but I mean, Billy also has these way younger personalities mm-hmm. that, that um, he's when he's these children. I mean, he lives he lives um, in the mind of a child. So David is the keeper of pain. So, whenever he comes to the spot, it's just to take the pain of any of the others. He doesn't want the others to be in pain. So, he's willing to shoulder, I guess, the pain of any of the other yeah. personalities. It must I, suck to be David. All yes. you do is, like, take on pain.
1: And honestly, my first thought whenever they said that was, what about Raiden? Yeah. You're the protector. Why aren't you taking all the pain?
0: Ooh, that is true. You know? Yeah, but Reagan was the keeper of hate. He probably hated Maybe. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. So Christine, she's three years old. Three. Yeah.
0: A toddler. Is Christine even potty trained? Three <laughs> <laughs> years Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. not. Yeah. Three years old. Three not potty trained. What in the world?
1: Right. So she was the one who would stand in the corner in school when Billy would get in trouble. She has dyslexia. However, Arthur, super smart man, taught her how to read and write. Oh and Reagan God. has a special bond with her.
0: I mean, how did they sit there teaching her how to read and write? I know. Like, how did one, so was it like Arthur for a second, like, <laughs> instructing, and then all of a sudden he changed to Christine? Yeah. It's like, oh, I understand Arthur. Like, what? Right. Yes, okay. So Arthur taught Christine how to read and write at three. That's, that's impressive. It um, is. I can't read it right, so there you go.
1: Yeah. But I mean can you imagine like a grown man I mean, all of a sudden
0: being a three year old girl? That's yeah. what I that's what I mean. I mean literally at sometimes he's he's still a child. Uh and so Reagan also has a special bond with Christine. Because mm-hmm. Christine's a toddler. Yeah. He's a toddler. Yeah. What in the world? Okay. Because
1: Reagan loved kids. Yeah. And, you know, that was part of the book. Yes. He loved kids. So
0: Reagan loves Mm-hmm. probably looks out for christine yeah. um another personality christopher this is christine's brother um, so i assume christopher was a child as well uh-huh. i
1: think he's a little bit older yeah. but yeah.
0: yeah christine's big brother so he really um is a child a lot a child or a teenager mm-hmm. he escapes into a younger personality a lot to replace the harmonica, another one of the skills of building up a harmonica player. Um, and then we talked about Adelana as well. She's the she's the rapist lesbian. I think she's the one who intrigues me the most. Yes. Adelana. She's intriguing. Very so she's the lesbian. Um, and she um, just scratch that when you're when you're editing this. She's the lesbian.
1: But I mean that's how they she, yes. describe her. Yes,
0: she was described. As lesbian, and I think that was just really used in the description of her um, because she was the one who committed the rape. So that's how mm-hmm. they were just trying to explain it. None of the male personalities were like these evil rapists that you think of, like a Ted Bundy that was out for blood. It was just really uh, a lesbian who craved um, affection was committing the rape, the rape. So, mm-hmm. and she wasn't out whenever. Um, to kill them, like Bundy was, or like you think of a rapist, you know, would, would kidnap and rape and kill. She was really doing it, I think, just because she craved affection, and that's the only way she knew how to get it, because she was in a man's body. Yeah. the only way, you know, she, anyway. So, Adelana, the lesbian who committed the rapes, um, also cooked and cleaned house for the others, so she was kind of, I guess, I and mean, that sounds like a mother role, but I don't uh-huh. think, I don't. I don't know that she was the mother as much, but she um, kind of cared for the others in that way. So, cooked, cleaned, um, wrote poetry. Um, and again, the attorney claimed it was Adelana who was the rapist. Um, but the attorney said that when Adelana committed the rapes, it was without the knowledge um, of Billy or the other personalities. Yeah. So,
1: which is crazy because I mean, when they had him in in jail, even the other personalities were floored. Like, yeah, why what are we in the here? World.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Billy was super confused about how that had happened because Billy wasn't the rapist,
1: right? He so here are um, now we're going to get into the undesirables. They were labeled undesirables because they broke rules that Reagan and Arthur okay. had laid down. Yeah. Um, they were no longer allowed, quote, on the spot, um, just meaning they couldn't be out there and around the public, I guess. Um, and they only revealed themselves after Milligan was sent to the state hospital, which was after he was convicted. Convicted and, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and sent to the hospital,
1: yeah. Right. So, Phil, he's a thug. You got a thug. <laughs> <laughs> And he took part in planning some small-time crimes. He has a Brooklyn accent. Another accent. Yes. And he was labeled an undesirable because he was a criminal.
0: He was a criminal. Right. And then he had another criminal planner, Kevin. I guess Kevin maybe helped Phil. He's a criminal planner. um, Helped devise a plan to rob the drugstore. And again, was labeled because he was a criminal. So maybe Kevin and Phil were...
1: And I think he was considered one of the most violent, Kevin. together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Walter, he's Australian.
0: Another accent. Yeah.
1: He calls himself a big game hunter, I guess being like African hunting or yeah. oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And has an excellent sense of direction. He often used, he was often used as a spotter. I guess he was the lookout for Kevin and Phil. Incredible. Um, And he was labeled an undesirable because he shot and killed a crow. Oh, crow killer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of all of the things that are undesirable, I mean, Adelana the rapist is not, you know, (laughs) like that wasn't, she wasn't an undesirable, but the crow killer, forget about him. Walter, he was, was Mm -hmm. he's labeled. No, no Walter. Um, April. She wanted... She had thoughts. She harbored thoughts about destroying Billy's stepfather. Um, I can't really blame her. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, I would want to destroy Chalmer as well. So uh, she was declared an undesirable when she convinced Reagan to kill Chalmer. Mm -hmm. Um, But Arthur... Remember Arthur, the Brit? He was able to talk him out of... Arthur was able to talk Reagan out of killing him. So, uh, yeah, April, I guess, I, don't, I guess, yeah, she was an undesirable, but yeah. again, though, who, who gets to, dis- that doesn't, that doesn't seem undesirable to me. Right. But she just wanted to kill, it's not undesirable.
1: Anyway. Yeah. April. So Samuel is a Jewish person and the only personality that believes in God. Yeah. He was marked as an undesirable because he sold some of the other people's (laughs) personal paintings.
0: I mean, these things, they're labeling them undesirable, seem so minor. I know. (laughs) He sold some paintings. I mean, bless him. And, again, how did Billy learn all of this stuff about Judaism? Like, how to observe... Um, yeah, how to observe Jewish law. It makes you want to get
1: in his head and figure yeah, it out. Yeah, like, I talk. don't want to be in his head. No, thank you. But again,
0: then he also learned all this Judaic law, and it was an observant Jew. So, anyway, that was Samuel. Mark, Mark's the workhorse, um, which is interesting. He's workhorse, but they refer to him also mm-hmm. as the zombie, because he doesn't do anything unless he's told. Um, and that kind of reminds me of my son my kids. Like, <laughs> like if, the, if they don't do anything unless they're told, but then when you tell them, uh, maybe threaten them a little bit, then they're a workhorse. Then all of a sudden they figure out they know how to work and work hard. It kind of sounds like my children, but Mark is a workhorse, and he'll just sit around and stare at the walls when bored. So, again, it kind of sounds like a childish, <laughs> a childish person who stares at the wall when bored, but then if he's made to do something, you can count on Mark to be the workhorse.
1: Right. Steve is considered the imposter because he uses imitations for comedy.
0: So, a comedian. Billy also is a comedian. He can be... Yeah. Huh?
1: I mean... So, he never accepted that he was a multiple personality. He was considered an undesirable because his comedy acts caused the <laughs> quote-unquote family problems.
0: Right. Not the, not Chalmers didn't cause family problems. It right. Was the, the comedic acts of Steve that caused the problems. I think I kind of like Steve. Yeah, he might have been fun to be around. Yeah. Some of them I wouldn't want to hang out with, but maybe Steve... Uh, well, maybe Lee would be fun to hang out with. So yeah. Lee, um, he's a prankster, um, practical joker, that also to get the family in trouble because Steve was busy joking around. Uh, but he didn't care about the consequences of his actions, which again sounds childish. It again sounds like... Some of these, again, to me sound like... Just older children, prankster, joker, uh, and he was undesirable because one of his jokes put him in his (laughs) environment. So maybe he had some dirty jokes or some, some inappropriate jokes, but Lee might have been fun to hang out with too. Lee doesn't sound too much of a problem maker.
1: So Jason, he's the pressure valve and he was used at the beginning to release tension, but When he was releasing tension, he got into too much trouble and there you go. You're now undesirable. So, um...
0: I think I'd rather hang out with these undesirables. I know. They're not nearly (laughs) as scary as the the other ones. Um, Bobby. There's a Bobby. he always dreams of like leading an adventure or fixing a global crisis, so he has these huge aspirations to kind of save the world, I think, but he didn't really have ambition. Um, he never followed through, I think, on any of these big dreams. He was a dreamer, but didn't really do anything, and so he was labeled just because he never followed through on anything. He was kind of lazy. He didn't have the ambition to do that. He just was a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, Sean... Now, this one I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's 4 and he's deaf. Deaf. And so, he would often make buzzing sounds because that way he could feel the vibrations in his yeah. head. Okay. And he was basically considered undesirable because he didn't really have... He didn't bring any benefit to them later on in life. Right. Um, he wasn't ever cast into the shadows, but he just never was allowed to go back on the spot. But I think it was really interesting because there were some times in the book where they talked about someone would be yelling at Billy, and Sean would take over, and he could see their lips moving, but oh, he didn't have gosh. to listen to he, it. He could do it. Yeah,
0: he'd go into Sean because he couldn't even you know, right. hear And where did Billy learn to make fussing sounds? Because he was deaf. Like, only deaf people know to do that. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, it's insane, clearly. It's insane. He's got Martin. Martin's a (laughs) snob from New York. Um, Just wants things handed over to him without earning them, which also maybe, I keep throwing my kids under the bus, bless their heart, but, you know, just a snobby. I would imagine grew up with family money is how Martin felt and just wanted everything handed over to him without having to earn it. So I guess he's an undesirable just because he was a snob and maybe a little lazy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's Timothy. He worked in a florist shop. Um, it says until he encountered a gay man who flirted with him. But in the book, the gay man was the owner of the florist shop. Right. And the owner was very interested in his paintings. And so they yeah. sold some of the paint. I don't know which one, but they sold the paintings from Whose one paintings? of the personalities. Yes. Um, and when Timothy kind of, I don't, I guess it wasn't really Timothy, but one of the personalities... You know basically told the owner where to go the yeah. owner i think was the way they explained it in the book he was so worried about someone else finding out that he literally was gay yeah he was, getting, yeah, he he was, was gone yeah. yeah i mean he locked up the shop he took all the paintings insane i mean and disappeared. yeah yeah and so he just you know he went into his own world and yeah didn't really timothy did after yeah. that yeah. happened
0: maybe scared him or
1: the teacher. He's the final one. But the teacher is basically all of the personalities, like, just fused all together. All Yes. yes. Um, and the teacher has the most total recall of all of the personalities. Yeah. And that's where, um, in the book, again, it was a really good book. I'm going to be honest. I didn't finish it, but it was so interesting yeah. to read about. But, um the book said, or the author said in the book that the teacher is what gave him the most information about all the Everyone. parents and everything yeah. because yeah. he was able to get into every single personality and tell the author everything that happened.
0: I just feel like the teacher, it says the teacher was the greatest milestone in helping Billy achieve fusion, which I guess is just the culmination of all of the different personalities again, the sum of -hmm. all of that. But I feel like, to me, I feel like the teacher maybe was, really was Billy at heart. Like, I feel like maybe Billy at heart had this recall. He, I don't think Billy claimed that he had this total recall of everything that was happening and everything that was going on. And, but I don't know, deep down, deep down, I wonder if the teacher was Billy. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, Billy's story is said to be the inspiration for M. Night. I think it's Shyamalan. Okay. Um, his movie named Split. Split. Yes. Uh, James McAvoy plays the film's terrifying antagonist, and it's a man suffering from this diso- dissociative identity disorder, which is what was used to be called multiple personality. Yeah. Um, it's. I have not seen the movie. I want to see the movie yeah. because I have been told by several people that it's very good. The movie itself is not the story of Billy, but his character. Um, which is James. De- which, yeah,
0: just the inspiration. For right. It. Yeah. But not the character actor.
1: has twenty four personalities, and the personalities are based on Billy's.
0: Can you imagine being James McAvoy in that film and having to try to take on all those personalities? Right can't even imagine playing Billy. I know. No.
1: But it's the same thing like when you look at like Sally Field and Civil War. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just... What a hard role to right.
0: play. What a hard role to play. Right. So Billy, um, you know, he spent time in these middle hospitals. He was sent by the Ohio court system to Athens in 1978 to uh, be treated for his multiple personality disorder, which Amy said now, I think, in the DSM Force. Um, called Dissociative Identity Disorder, but um, he was treated by Dr. David Call at the mental hospital. Um, at the time, it was called the Athens Lunatic Asylum, mm-hmm. uh, now the Athens mental, mental, it's so amazing to me how 40 years ago we could get away with calling hospitals lunatic asylums. Yeah, what in the world? <laughs> the lunatic asylum? Anyway, that's where he was sent um, it's currently a part of the building complex now called the Ridges. So thankfully, now they just call it the Ridges and not the Lunatic Asylum. But uh, the state has since given the building to Ohio University, and uh, which interestingly has transformed the core of the old uh, Lunatic Asylum into the Kennedy Art Museum. So huh. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, interesting so he was there 10 years um he was released in 88 he was there 10 years um and was discharged from the ohio mental health mental health system um and the ohio courts in 91 and so yeah he was he was free then he was a free Mm -hmm. man yeah at, at that point so i guess he was originally sent when in 78 and was a free man in ninety one. Yeah, yeah. So he was in mental hospitals for thirteen ish years. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't know what now. Do you know what it even? How long are people in prison for rape right now? Do you know? I'm imagine?
1: not really sure. I think it probably depends on how many times it's happened right. or you know the severity of it. Yeah. As far as like mental thing, you know, mental charges. Yeah, I guess is where I'm trying to say. I, you know the way they do it is once the mental hospital deems them safe to return to the public right. is when they're released so it could be five years it could be
0: Same.
1: one year it yeah. could be 20 years Never.
0: yeah yeah it just depends on that I just as much as I think that Billy really had multiple I really absolutely believe mm-hmm. that he had multiple personalities I absolutely don't think uh, That he was just lying, you know, lying to uh, get out of it. I don't think he was complex enough to come up with all of these people. Mm -hmm. I I believe him, Um, but I don't know. Three dangerous rapes and was only um, was only in mental hospitals for 13 years. I don't know how. I I don't know if I was one of the women who was raped. I think I would feel terrified that he was back on the Mm -hmm. streets in 13 years. Mm -hmm. Three rapes on a college campus and was back on the streets 13 years later. I'm not sure that. In my mind, that doesn't seem just, but that's okay. They didn't yeah. ask me. Nobody called me to ask me. So, uh, in '96, he lived in California. He owned a, like a film production company called Stormy Life Productions, and uh, was fixing to make a short film. Apparently, he never actually made the film, but he he, uh, he his location was unknown for a long time. I guess he just faded into. Uh, I don't know into society which is a is a good thing i guess that he never um committed crimes after that nobody accused him of any crimes after that so but i wonder during that time did he work did he Mm -hmm. was did he work did he take on another personality to get a job did he yeah like how did he how did he get a job did he I, i just don't know how did he get his money or did he did nobody know who he was? I feel like he would have had to have taken on another personality. I don't feel like he could have just gotten a job and lived as Billy Milligan. People would have known who he was. But that's all speculation. Nobody knows where he was for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, but then he
1: popped up in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Apparently he was living in a nursing home and he died of cancer in December of 2014. He was 59.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess Why was he in a nursing home. Anyway, it's just insane. It is insane, literally, because he was insane, but uh, in a nursing home at 59. So that even makes me think, like, how did he get in a nursing home? Was he on? Did he have Medicaid? How did he sign up for Medicaid? Like, he was a felon. None of this makes sense. It Just none of that even makes sense to me. But bless him. He died at 59. And by all accounts, once he was released in 91, he never took part in criminal activity again.
1: Right. So, again, Daniel Keyes wrote the book, The Minds of Billy Milligan, which I could not find on Amazon, like a, a Kindle form at all. Right, so yeah, we had to have yeah. the book. An actual book. Um, and apparently it's out in 14 languages, which is interesting. Yeah, because
0: mm-hmm. Billy probably spoke
1: 14 languages. Right. <laughs> and then he came out with another one called The Milligan Wars. I had never even heard of it yeah, before this. Has, yeah. um, and apparently Billy had an ongoing law lawsuit against the state of Ohio for allegedly inadequate treatment, which to me is like, seriously, like that's insane. I, yeah. 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 I, you, you did not have to go to prison. Yeah. You went to go get
0: help. Right. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. And let you out after 13 years after you committed three. Right. Yeah. No. That's
1: so that's ridiculous. yeah. Um, Key's book. They, several people tried to make it into a movie James Cameron co wrote a screenplay. Um, it was going to be called A Crowded Room. That's very mm, yeah, okay. aptly yeah, named. Like <laughs> um, but the Sandy Arcara, yeah. she uh, sued Cameron. I guess yeah, she's going
0: to be one of the. Well, no, she was.
1: Well, I, I think maybe she was going to be an actress. Yeah,
0: that was my thought. Right. Okay, because. She's an adaptation
1: director. Right? Right, uh, I, but she basically wanted a raise and they weren't going to give it to her, so they didn't do it. Then Billy sued Cameron in '93, but then so
0: Billy sued him for not making a movie out of his life.
1: I'm thinking it's probably because he wanted to make a movie, I, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Um, yes, this
0: is how Billy got his money. I wondered how Billy got his money, right? Like he was so happy,
1: right? Um, but then Warner Brothers decided, hey, maybe we can, you know, change a little bit. We'll still call it the crowded room. And here's the cool thing. The people that were, de- that were thought could possibly pay- play Milligan, Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Johnny Depp, which I think is probably the best. Absolutely. Because he plays so crazy. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt, Sean Penn, and John Cusack. Yeah. It's crazy. It's
0: crazy. Big, big-time, big-time actors. Yeah, I think Johnny Depp would be really good. I can see Matthew McConaughey pulling it off, too. Right.
1: Yeah. But then, in February of 2015, there's a, another movie that they're trying to do in Leo DiCaprio. Yeah,
0: I can see him doing it, too. Yeah. Yeah, With stars him, so... Yeah. I guess right now, it's unknown or undetermined if mm-hmm. any of these films are going to come to fruition, but I really hope they do. It would be fascinating... Yes. Um, ...to watch this in movie form, so... Billy was the first, so he was really the first person ever to get let off. off, how would you say
1: that? Yeah, it was, so when I was researching, and that's, I think, what caught my attention. Yeah. Is he was, he's the very first person in the United States to be found not guilty by Our reason of insanity. That's what it is. Yes. Right.
0: The very first person ever. And at first that, not offense, That offends me, at first that upsets me to think, like, he was found not guilty because... He was clearly guilty, regardless of what personality it was. Right. Adelana being the rapist or whatever. Adelana was in Billy Milligan's body, raped someone, and he was found not guilty. And at first, that just it just makes me mad. Like, that's <laughs> not fair. I don't care whose personality it was. I don't care. You're a rapist. You're dangerous, and you're guilty. But really, they weren't saying he wasn't guilty of the crimes. Right. They were just saying that they he,
1: couldn't. Right. And he wasn't in his right mind when it right. happened. It was not Billy Milligan that committed the crimes. Right. It was Billy Milligan's,
0: one of his oh, 24 yeah, yeah. personalities. And and they didn't release really him right back onto the streets. Because I guess then that was my next thought, is if someone's not guilty, they walk. And he didn't walk. Um, he walked eventually, in my, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, too soon. But he... he it's not like he walked. It's not like he was found out guilty and they said, see you later. And they still kept him um, right in the hospitals. And, mm-hmm. and I
1: thought it was really interesting. him. And so. Yeah. They just, you know, again, the book. But they listed so many different treatments that they tried with yeah. him. I just thought, you know, it was really interesting. So it's a really good book if anybody wants to check it out because it's very different and it's about how they found all of that information. You know, it's...
0: And they did eventually feel like that treatment was successful. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they did. And, um, I would love, I really, really wish Billy Milligan would have done some sort of an interview before his death and just talked about his life then. And what at the, at the end, did he was he just Billy? Did he just live as Billy? I'm just, I'm just curious at the end if he was able to, um, make sense of it all and just live as Billy or if really. Yeah. I wish he would have, yeah, I wish he would have ever, um, allowed himself to be interviewed, and this would make a great, like, 2020 or something, if we had some interviews with Billy, and had some interviews with the uh, psychiatrist, and some interviews with, um, all of the people that treated him, I think it's a shame that we don't have any footage, um, of interviews with Billy or any of that, because, um. Yeah. So
1: Alright. I think we're done with yeah. the story.
0: Yeah. And like that's the end of the Billy Milligan. Yes. Episode. The next case is gonna be a really big Ooh, one. Ooh, it's a big one. It's gonna be more than one episode. At least. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. <laughs> yes. But
1: in the meantime, we have lots of reviews. Ooh. Some so, good and some I think there's maybe one or two that are <laughs> very good everybody else is a five star. Ooh. And we're going to go back to March the 5th. So some of it is going to be when Jessica and I were doing it.
0: Some just of it wasn't is going to be. wasn't even me. Nobody was giving me. You, stars and you have gotten something. <laughs> just Way to go, Jessica. <laughs> Congratulations.
1: So the first one, it's M-U-G-R-O-S-O-D-C.
0: You know who you are.
1: Yes. <laughs> Great podcast. I just wanted to say I enjoy very much your podcast. Great content. I like it. I like either way you do it, the old and the new way. Cause, you know, we had kind of changed it yeah. up at the end. Yeah, yeah, The format. Right. I honestly like The Old Way Better. Just slow down your reading. One thing I wish is that the episodes wouldn't take too long to come out. Y'all leave me hooked and wanting more. LOL. Anyways, keep up the good work. Thank you so much.
0: Love it. And we wish they could come more frequently too. We yes. Do, but we have, you know, jobs and lot Crazy on. Yes.
1: So wlo 72 posted i love this podcast the hosts are interesting and entertaining love the latest episode it's not often someone does a story i haven't heard great job ladies oh this is woody from real life real crime oh
0: love yes. that thanks woody
1: thank you woody
0: so I mean, super good at finding these cases like billy that everyone hasn't heard about um it was just yeah i just googled mental so,
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, we have Bird, F-Y-A, bird, found you listening to real life, real crime, ladies you are awesome, I'm listening while picking up grandchild, windows down, lady in next car asked what are you listening to, how do I find it? Check out ten Um, movies, she's
0: yelling through the window.
1: So here's Jess Ashley, she's the one that left us two stars.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I remember this one.
1: Could be great. But they both read too much. Sounds like I'm in sixth grade English class. I, yikes. Sorry, Jess. Hope you like it later. All right. True we crime. We really do try
0: not to read too much. I will yes. say I do make an, an, a real effort to try to talk about what I read and know and not read. But yeah. Sorry. And I think
1: it's gotten a whole lot better. True yeah. crime recaps. This is a great show to listen to and the cases they cover are incredibly interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. ABP Finance. Really like the concept and setup of this show. Keep it up.
0: We will.
1: Thanks. The Carol Sisters. I love a thoroughly researched true crime pod, and this one is a new fave of mine. The Jody Bryan episodes are super well done in the middle of binging them right now. Thank you. All right. Evelyn TTLC. I wasn't looking for something new to listen to, but when I came across your podcast, I was hooked. Hooked. Keep up the great work. Alright, Susie Gutierrez. She's really sweet. She messaged me the other day.
0: Aww, Um, Susie.
1: Yes, she's from Ohio. Hi, Susie. I love this podcast. The ladies are so open and friendly that you feel like you're listening to friends talk. I love the Texas accents. I haven't (laughs) been to Texas, but these gals make it seem like it'd be a fun place to visit. Other things I love about this podcast, they pick cases I haven't heard of, and for those I have, they include more details that you would never have heard. I can't motivate myself to sit down and read true crime books, but since these ladies have done just that, they are able to provide a level of detail way beyond just the basics of a case. They also explain different theories on each case, regardless of what they personally believe happened. This podcast is perfect for people who are dying to learn everything they can about a specific crime, but don't want to spend a ton of time doing research. Well done, ladies.
0: Susie! I know. did Susie leave that?
1: It was June the 19th.
0: Aww. Yeah, come visit us in Texas. Yes, we'd love to have you. Take you out for some barbecue.
1: Um, this one is C-H-R-I-D-T-I-M-A. Okay. Fun-loving podcast, the ladies are great. I found the podcast by accident and I was intrigued by the name. Let's just say I am now a 1096 Crime Chick I... podcast groupie. I'm listening to oh, all the episodes, keep it. up the good work. Long yeah part. and then the final one is from Matt's true crime deadline podcast sure. apparently he started listening to the very beginning because okay. he says Jessica and Amy are fun great voices southern charm and I like the cases they pick keep it up Aww. and Matt yeah. is a true crime reporter in California
0: very cool yes. hey Matt even yeah. though you think I'm Jessica or you like yeah. Jessica <laughs> he, he probably started from the me, beginning It's totally fine <laughs> thanks for yeah thanks for listening
1: we really do appreciate all of the reviews and
0: absolutely. keep them coming. Yeah, absolutely. We're Like I said, we're, like we said, we're super excited about the next one. So much what? research. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a good one. So thanks so much for listening. We hope you all have a great week. Oh,
1: by the way, by Facebook, the way. 10-96 Crime, crime 6. Yeah. Twitter at 96crime. We're on Instagram. My sister says she will give me um, a tutorial on how to yeah, work Instagram. I, I don't even have Instagram
0: all. Yeah, so thanks, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Christy Z. Yeah.
1: And then our email is 1096 chicks at gmail.com. So reach out to us, tell us episodes or cases you want us to work on. Yeah, definitely. I would
0: love to know ones that you guys would like us to work on. It'd be fun to yeah get some opinions.
1: So y'all have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.